The Special Olympic World Games are for competitors with intellectual and mental disabilities. Just like the regular Olympics, the games open with the lighting of the huge torch from a flame that's been carried around the world by these special athletes. And if you've ever watched that part of the torch run, you likely had tears in your eyes because the courage and the determination and the hope on the faces of these particular runners is awesome. They personify the Special Olympic Oath, which is, let me win. But if I can't win, let me be brave in the attempt. And as the torch is carried around the world, runners encounter all kinds of discouraging weather and difficult circumstances, but they don't quit. And they don't quit because the torch they carry is called the Flame of Hope. This is Daily Hope, and I'm Rick Warren. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren, we continue in our series called Shape to Make a Difference. This is part one of a message taken from various portions of Scripture called Using Your Abilities. And now, here's Rick. Romans 12, verse 6. Read it with me. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. Now that's obvious. What it says there is that there are no, no talent people. You may say, well, I don't have any talents. Well, you're wrong. I don't have any abilities. You're wrong. The problem with you is that you know what you're not good at better than you know what you're good at. If I were to say to you, give me 50 things you're not good at, you'd come up with a list pretty quickly. If I said, give me 50 things you're good at, you'd have a hard time doing it. The average human being has between 500 and 800 abilities. Study after study after study have shown this. You have at least 500 different abilities in your body. Most of them you don't even know you've got. They just come naturally to you. You don't even think of them as abilities, but you have that ability. And part of my job as your pastor is to help you discover talents that you don't even know you've got, abilities that you don't even know you've got, and help them put, put them into service for God and for good in the world. So there are no no-talent people. Everybody has abilities, hundreds and hundreds of them. But we all have different abilities. We all have a different shape. Now you've noticed that physically, haven't you? We're all, just look around, we're all shaped differently. Some of you are shaped like basketball players and some of you are shaped like horse, racehorse jockeys. Some of us are shaped like bodybuilders, like me. Some of us are shaped like ballerinas, like Doug Fields. But we all have different shapes. The problem is, when you go to school, they treat us all the same way. And we don't learn the same way, we don't look the same way, we don't have the same abilities, interests, heart, shape, all these things. So we all take these standardized tests like the SAT or the ACT or the PSAT and all these, are, and those things only judge one form of intelligence. We now know that there are at least eight or nine different types of intelligence. And as a result, they try to force us all to learn the same way, and we don't learn the same way, and we don't have the same abilities. We have different abilities, and they're all important. Once upon a time, there were some animals who decided to start a school for animals. And they decided that the courses would include running, climbing, swimming, and flying. And then they decided that all of the animals should take all of the courses. 
Now that's where the problem started. Now the duck was better than his teacher in swimming, but he only made passing grades in flying, and he was very poor in running. So they made him drop swimming and stay after school to practice running. (laughs) This caused his web feet to be badly worn, so his grade dropped to average in swimming. But everybody felt less threatened and more comfortable with that, except the duck. Now the rabbit started at the top of his class in running, but because of so much makeup work in swimming, he caught pneumonia and had to drop out of school. (laughs) The squirrel showed outstanding ability in climbing, but he was extremely frustrated in flying class because the teacher insisted that he start from the ground up rather than from the treetop down. He developed a Charlie horses from overextension, so he only got a C in climbing and a D in running. Now the eagle was the problem student, which was disciplined for being a nonconformist. For instance, in climbing classes, he could beat all the others to the top of the tree, but he insisted on using his own way to get there. (laughs) Finally, because he refused to participate in swimming class, he was expelled. The point is that God has designed specific animals to excel in specific areas and he doesn't expect them all to do all the other things. And when you expect everybody to fit into the same mold, all you're gonna get is frustration, discouragement, mediocrity, and failure. A duck is made to be a duck, not made to be something else. And you were made to be you, and God has given you unique abilities, and he wants you to use them the way he intended for you to use them. Now, your abilities are the map to God's will for your life. Your abilities are the map. It points the direction. When you know what you're good at, then you can know what God wants you to do with your life. Look at what this next Bible verse says. God will equip you with all you need for doing his will. Now notice it doesn't say that God will give you all the abilities you want that other people have. Like I wanna sing like her and look like him and think like her. And God doesn't say, well, you can just have any old ability. No, he pre-planned the abilities you were given and he wants you to be you. If he didn't want you to be you, he wouldn't have made you. So he doesn't want you comparing with anybody else and trying to be somebody else. You give him pleasure, you give him glory, you make God smile when you use the gifts he gave you in the way that he gave them to you. So the Bible says, I will give you all you need for doing his will. God does not give you abilities to do something he doesn't ask you to do. On the other hand, if he asks you to do something, he always gives you the ability to do it. So how do you decide what you're supposed to do with your life? What classes should I take in school? Who should I marry? What kind of career should I? You look at your shape. What has God wired me to be and to do? It points you in the right direction. Because as I said, every ability is from God. All of them are important. It's not an accident. And he intentionally picked them. I uh, actually went, went through the scriptures one time. And I read through the entire Bible, making a list of all of the abilities that God says I use for my will and and I bless uh, in in the world. And I made a list. Here's just a very small list. It's probably 10 times that list. I'll just read you a few. Uh, God says, uh, I I get honor through athletic ability. It's in the Bible. Through artistic ability. Through architectural ability. God says I use, in the world, administering ability. Baking, boat building, 
candy making, I like that one, debating, designing, embalming, embroidering, engraving. God says, I use poetic ability, people who write poems, farming, fishing, gardening, leading, managing is an ability I give to people. Masonry, molding, musical, these are all in the Bible, making weapons, needlework, painting, planning, philosophizing, playing Xbox, machinist. I just thought I'd slip that one in there. Uh, Inventing ability, carpentry, sailing ability, selling, soldiering, tailoring, teaching, tent making, writing, and on and on. All of these abilities came from God. All of these abilities can be used by God. And all of these abilities have a purpose on this planet. And God says, I gave you your abilities and that gives you a good direction. Now I want you to write this down on your outline. My abilities match my call. My abilities match my call. Now some people you hear about them saying, well, I'm called of God in the ministry. Well, every believer, every person is called by God into ministry. That's Pastor Rick Warren with a portion of today's message called Using Your Abilities. It's from the series Shape to Make a Difference. We'll continue with more in just a moment. But right now, you know this broadcast isn't the only place to hear Daily Hope. Check out rickwarren.org and you can learn what it means to be saved. Listen to other Daily Hope broadcasts, request prayer, or shop our online store for CDs, Bible studies, MP3s, books, and more. Plus, you can also sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit us online anytime rickwarren.org. You can also email Rick anytime at rick at rickwarren.org. He would love to hear your story. You know, there's more Daily Hope with Rick Warren in just a moment. How important is your shape to you? In his book, Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren talks about how important your own shape is. Your uniqueness as a person is your shape. Your shape is a combination of your spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. Your shape. Need help understanding your unique shape? Working with Rick Warren, Pastor Eric Rees put together a six-session DVD and study guide called Shape, Finding and Fulfilling Your Unique Purpose for Life. This empowering teaching gives you the tools you need to unlock your God-given potential, and it shows you how to unfold a kingdom plan for your life. The Shaped DVD and Study Guide are in one kit and is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So please request your kit when you call. 800-600-5004. Tap into the you that God shaped you to be. Request your shaped study kit today. 800-600-5004. Daily Hope is a 100% listener-supported program, so thank you for your support to keep us on the station. Once again, here's Rick Warren. Some people think a calling is something that you do if you're going to be a priest or a nun. Uh, or if you're going to be a minister or a missionary, that God gives you a call. Every person is called by God. First, we're called to salvation, and second, we're called to service. So you have a calling on your life. You have a vocation. You have a life mission and a life message and a life goal and a life purpose. That's your calling in life. And how do you know what your calling is? Look at your shape, your spiritual gifts, your heart, and then your abilities. In other words, what I'm able to do, God wants me to do with my life. Now, God expects you to use the God-given abilities he's given you in six ways. I want you to write these down. These are what God wants you to do with the abilities he gave you. He didn't give you your abilities just to use on yourself. There are six reasons, 
and six things he wants you to do with your abilities. Number one, my abilities are to be used to honor God. First, your abilities, whether it's embalming or embroidering, they're to be used to honor God. And the Bible says this, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now that means any of those abilities I just listed and every other one can be used for God's glory. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. They're all important. Carpentry is as important as teaching and masonry is as important as preaching and uh, you know, uh, managing is as important as music. They're all important. There are no unimportant abilities. God says, I spread them all out and they're all important to me. So that means you can honor God by repairing cars. You can honor God by balancing books. You can honor God by helping people find a home and sell it to them. You can honor God by making music or making meals or managing an office or a million other ways. Whatever you do, he says, do it for the Lord as if you're doing it for God and not for men. And he said, Bring, do it for God's honor. Now he says, not only did I give you abilities to honor me, but second, to serve others. That's the second reason. Your abilities were for the benefit of other people. And God says, they're not just for your benefit. First Peter chapter four, verse 10 says this. God has given each of you some special abilities. Look at this verse. Be sure to use them to make a ton of money. Oh, that's the reviled substandard perversion translation. <laughs> Let me read it again. God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to what? Help each other. Circle that. Help each other. Passing on to others God's many kinds of blessing. So with your abilities, you don't just honor God, you serve other people. Now, nobody is good at everything. Everybody wanna agree on that one? Okay, nobody's good at everything. What that means is, you need me. I need you. You need the person sitting next to you. They need you and other people. Nobody is, has every talent. There are no superstar perfection people who can say to the world, I don't need anybody else. The person who says that doesn't realize how needy they are. We need each other. You need me in your life. We need each other because I'm good at some things and you're good at some things and the people next to you are good at some things and that's why you need a small group and it's why you need a church family and why it works good in teams. We need each other. We're better together. Now, if you wanna be successful in life and who doesn't, I want you to be successful in life. My goal is to help you be a success. Here's the key to success. Build on your strengths so that your weaknesses become irrelevant. Every successful person does this. You build on your strengths so that your weaknesses become irrelevant. Now that means you, you work on what you're good at and just make it better. N nobody is good at everything. And let me give you a second rule of success. Team up with people who are good at what you're not good at. Team up with people who compliment you. That is the secret behind Saddleback Church. One of the reasons this church grew is because I built the staff of people who are better than me in things that I'm not good at. Everybody has something to contribute and nobody has it all together. So we need each other. Now this, by the way, friends, is one of the purposes of marriage. That in marriage, we are put together to complement each other's strengths and to compensate for each other's weaknesses. 
What happens is we don't compensate for each other's weaknesses. We criticize each other's weaknesses. That's not what marriage is for. You married a sinner. She married a bigger one. When you put two sinners together, how can you have a perfect relationship? There are no perfect relationships. Everybody's got weaknesses. And in a marriage, you complement each other's strengths and you compensate for each other's weaknesses. For instance, let's say in doing the bills and in budgeting. How many of you in your family, the guy does the bills and budget and budgeting? Can I see your hands? All right. Some of you are just scared to raise your hand. Okay. How many of you uh, in your marriage, the, the wife, the, the woman does the bills and budgeting? Okay. All right. Question. Who should do it? Which one's right? The one who does it better. Duh. Okay. That's not like in the Bible, there's some role that says, here's what the guy's supposed to do and here's what the girl's supposed to do. No, who's ever better? You compensate for each other's weaknesses. That's why I always let Kay drive. She's a much more careful driver than I am. You know, I get distracted. I'm looking over here. Hey, what what about, let's change the world. How about turning the corner, honey? You know, the absent-minded professor kind of thing. Now, this also works at work. For maximum effectiveness, you have a business. You want, your, you want your company to be effective. You want your company to have hyper growth like Saddleback Church has had over 26 years. Here's the key. Staff by shape. Find out what people's shape is and put them in the position that they're good at. And when you do that then you don't have to manage them, you don't have to supervise them, you don't have to reward them, you don't have to motivate, why? Because they're doing what they love to do and they're good at it. And it just moves ahead. And that's what we do in all of our lay ministries. We find people who are good at certain things, say, go with it, go. So God says, I expect you to use your abilities, first to serve, to, to honor me, and second to serve others. Number three, to make a living. God says, I gave you your abilities in order to make a living. I don't want you mooching off other people. I want you to be self-supporting. I don't want you to be a parasite. I don't want you to be depending on other people. If you can work, he says, you should work. Now, some people can't because of uh, disabilities or problems or circumstances. But he's saying, if you can work, you should. And he says, I want you to use your abilities to make a living. Now, you need to realize that in the 21st century, People are going to live a whole lot longer than their parents did, which means in all likelihood, you're going to have probably at least two careers in your lifetime. A lot of times people only had one career because they died when they were in their 40s or even in their 30s for centuries. But now people are living longer and longer and longer. And all likelihood is you're going to probably have at least two different careers in your lifetime. And so he says, I want you to make a living. Now in verse Deuteronomy 8, verse 18, he says this. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Did you know that producing wealth is an ability? Some of you are really good at this. You have a natural ability. God has gifted you with a great business sense, and you just are naturally good at making money. That is your ability. Can you make money to the glory of God? Well, of course you can. You can do anything to the glory of God. You can make money to the glory of God. If you're honoring him, you're grateful to him, you're tithing, you're living ethically, you're doing doing it for his glory. 
God's given some of you amazing ministry or business skills because he wants you to fund kingdom projects at Saddleback and around the world. And that's why he's given you that ability. Number four, I give you abilities to be an example to others. To be an example to others. God says, I want you to be a a witness, a, a testimony, an example to other people. First Timothy four, it says, put these abilities to work. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone may notice your improvement and progress. Did you know that God wants people to notice your good work? He said, I want people to see how gifted, how, how, what abilities you have. I want them to see your improvement. I want them to see your progress. You're developing the skills, the abilities, the talents that I gave you. He says, that, that makes me look good as your father, as your heavenly father. I want people to notice. And he said, I want people to know that my children, people who are in God's family, are the best workers on the planet. They're reliable, they're hardworking, they have integrity, they're dependable, they're skilled. He said, I want you to be an example. Number five, I want you to use your skills, God says, to have money to share. To have money to share with people who can't work or who are poor for one reason or another. Maybe they've had a crisis or a tragedy. Ephesians 4.28, he says this. The Bible says, begin using your hands for honest work and then give generously to others in need. He says, you know what? At some point, you have to decide enough is enough. Now, how much, how do you know when enough's enough? Somebody asked Howard Hughes that. He said, when, is, when do you have enough? He said, how much do you need? He said, just a little bit more. And that's called materialism. Materialism is when you haven't learned to live within your income. That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. We'll finish up today with a sneak preview of Monday's message, part two of Using Your Abilities from our Shape to Make a Difference series. But now, I would love to tell you about the Daily Hope website. It's rickwarren.org. Log on today and you can get today's entire message, get message notes, social media links, and you can sign up for Rick's free Daily Hope devotional, which is great. So visit us anytime at rickwarren.org. And please don't forget that Rick wants to send you a very special gift to thank you for your donation supporting this Daily Hope broadcast. And it's the Shape to Make a Difference study kit by Saddleback Pastor Eric Reese, the perfect companion to the series you're hearing this month. You know, we all have a shape. And Shape to Make a Difference gives you tools you need to unlock your unique shape for doing exactly what God has created you to do. This includes discovering your spiritual gifts, clarifying what you have a heart for, recognizing your abilities, defining your personality type, and understanding how your life experiences can all be used to help others. You can't be good at everything, and you were absolutely shaped the way you are for a reason. So when you tap into the way God has shaped you and the secrets of your own personal makeup, you can discover the path to a life of unimagined purpose, impact, and fulfillment. So please request your copy of Shape to Make a Difference when you call with your donation to support Daily Hope, 800-600-5004. You know, this ministry is a 100% listener-supported broadcast, so your support is so very important. And we would love the chance to show you that we really appreciate you by sending you the Shape to Make a Difference study kit. Call now and request it at 800-600-5004. And if you can... 
please consider giving just a little more to help keep Daily Hope on your station. And now with a quick preview of tomorrow's message, here's Pastor Rick. Romans 12.3, try to have a sane estimate of your capabilities by the light of the faith God has given you. Do an assessment of your life. What am I good at? We've talked about this every week. Do an audit of your abilities. Make a list. If there's one thing I could say to young people today, if you want to prepare for the future, here it is. Know your strengths. If you're going to be effective in the 21st century, you've got to know your strengths. That's next time. Be sure to join us again as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.